0: a uh, targeted <coughs> effort by ICE, which means they are going after specific individuals. We could surmise as to why they're, they're going after those specific individuals. The chief could give us an idea about that, perhaps. But I, I do want to say that uh, this is completely contrary to city policy. We have not had any issues uh, regarding legal or illegal immigrants in our community. I want to emphasize that in the past, where there has been dangerous criminal activity on the part of an illegal uh, person, that the Madison Police Department has cooperated. And we're very disappointed in how ICE and the federal government are conducting themselves. And we are going to make our best effort to work with community leaders and to make sure that the rights of those individuals in ICE's custody are fully protected. And uh, we'll maintain our commitments as a city who has previously and will continue to support legal resources for all those within our our borders, in the boundaries of the city. So, uh, Shiva?
1: Thank you, Mayor. I'm Shiva Abidar Silaf, Alder for District 5. And... uh, um, member of the m- many organizations that um, uh, are represented in our community that are working um, in protecting the rights of our immigrant community and specifically our undocumented immigrant community. Um, proud member of a city council who voted um, to make sure that our city continues to. Um, protect the rights of our undocumented immigrant community. So I just wanted to let you know that the facts that we know as of right now is that we think that there's been about six people who have been um, arrested today by the ICE presence in our city. Um, Chief Koval will talk a little bit more about what the expectations have been in the past of communication and the fact that those expectations were not met um, in this uh, Uh, operation right now that's ongoing um, from ICE in in our city. Um, As the mayor said, we want to emphasize that um, for what we know, um, these uh, arrests have been targeted. Um, That means based on a list that ICE has, um, do not ask me how they come up with the list, why people are on that list, but there is the, it's based on a list. And we want to be very cautious in saying that because we do not want to um, send a message that there is a massive race going on in our city and creating any sense of um, uh, additional panic, although um, our community is certainly um, on edge already. and. Um, as of um, these last few hours, even more on edge, and I- I'm sure Karen will talk a bit more about that. Um, we do have resources available in our city, um, uh, and Karen will talk more about it. We do have legal representation available for those who are going to um, find themselves in uh, a potential deportation process based on these ICE arrest, and we want to make sure that um, people understand what their um, Resources are that are available to them, and that people understand what their rights are um, in their contact with um, immigration and customs enforcement. And again, I I, I want to be extremely clear um, from um, the city of Madison, as you heard from our mayor, and as you're hearing from me as a member of our city council, that in no way or shape um, we are cooperating in this kind of enforcement. Um, that, um as the mayor said, if um, in the past there have been situations in which um they were um offenders with a you know, high level of criminal charges and felonies, that that has been a very different process, uh, but that we in no way are cooperating or think it is okay to um, just come within our city of Madison and start this kind of enforcement without informing um, the elected uh, members of our city government, such as our mayor or um, our chief of police um, of, of the actions. So with that, I think I'll turn it to the chief.
0: Um. Thank you, all.
2: Just by way of providing some context, uh, when I first became chief, one of the priorities was to ask the regional uh, offices of ICE to come up to Chicago so that we could have a meeting. And I wanted to make it very clear that we weren't losing anything in any translation or being paraphrased or working through intermediaries, that uh, ours is a community of inclusiveness, that is bound and determined to provide access to everyone, and that it is counterintuitive for us who are committed to the doctrine of community policing to suggest that uh, a legal fiction would impede or impair our ability to provide those services to everyone. And frankly, I don't know that we can have a good index on what public safety issues are in our midst if there are people who are hesitant to report when they're the victims or even if they've been the witnesses to crime. So as we sat around a table similar to this, we made that very clear and we said under no uncertain terms that our Code of Conduct, our SOP, our Standard Operating Protocols, were such that we will never countenance or be a party to any civil deportation proceedings. Um, We asked and we received um, the blessing that at minimum, in order to continue a good working relationship with this federal authority, that it was appropriate that, at least for their safety, so sometimes they have plainclothes operations, that they would contact my assistant chief personally, Chief Gaber. And in that instance, they would tell them where they're going to be, what time the operation is staged, and what is the basis of those charges. That's how we've been operating for the last four-and-a-half-plus years. And they understand full well that it's one thing if – they as another law enforcement agent or agency is at peril, of course we're going to back them up to the hilt. But in the norm, we're not going to engage in sort of the run of the mill. Some have called them roundups, some have called them raids, whatever the vernacular, we're not going to be part and parcel of that in any shape or form. And I think we had a good understanding of that and have uh, throughout the four and a half years. So what's different this time is that Uh, perhaps owing to uh, a change in the supervisory command structure, I'm not quite certain, but uh, when we have historically been told before or even on the day of the event, if there are dynamic circumstances, we've been told where, when, and why. And in this instance, uh, they uh, may have notified the 911 center, which, of course, is a separate entity altogether. It's Dane County. And there is absolutely no reliability that that hand is going to necessarily know to communicate and to whom within our own agency. And, again, it reflects a departure of how we've handled things for the last four and a half years. So nothing has changed in terms of the MPD response. We are not going to enable, countenance, assist in what I call just uh, those deportation issues that aren't of the sort of substance that shows that someone is a serious violent or predatory criminal. That's what we've always said and that's what we continue to do. Um, We are trying as best we can to be emboldened in trying to have everybody feel a part of the diversity of this community and everybody contributes to the vibrancy of this city and our quality of life. And to that extent, Those sort of um, situational days, like today, relatively unannounced in the sense of uh, letting us all on the same page of what those targets are and what the underlying conditions are. Uh, Unfortunately, that has led, as you can see, to a a community now in hyper warp distress mode. Um, I know, having networked with a lot of the luminaries here who are the face and very much engaged uh, with everything to do with uh, migrant communities and uh, those who are not documented status legally, that we feel the fear, the the trepidation, the apprehension, and how difficult it is just to go about your business on a daily uh, way, uh, not to worry about who's going to swoop in and under what circumstances and the where. Uh, we have alliances. We have partnerships with the Madison schools and so many others. And as as Alder Sheba Bedard mentioned, this council, this mayor, has made a concerted effort in a very high-profile and public way to underline that there are places and pockets within city governments and building entities which are safe zones and where, where we can get folks to, to get legal representation, where we can stall or delay or at least communicate what those issues are to people who have the capacity to, to change that trajectory. And in this instance, this is relatively a departure from what we've seen historically, and it's one that I hope that we can reconcile working through their chain of command in the future. So now I'm going to hand it over to Karen to give you a sense of the dynamics that she's encountering.
3: Yeah. Um, so I'm Karen menendez collar the executive director of Centro Hispano. Um, and I guess I, I'm just here to reiterate to those in the community not to be afraid of what they've been listening to. Um As was discussed here, these are targeted efforts by ICE. It's still surprising that this has happened without them clearly explaining why. um, There's not going to be a partnership in this work with them, Um, and we're going to stand strong. We're ready for anything. We have spent... Two, three years developing a number of collaboratives, including a legal collaborative that can help in any kind of situation. And that's the piece that I want to emphasize right now. Uh, Thanks to the support of the City of Madison and the County of Dane, we have um, a legal collaborative that can help when it comes to deportation defense, any type of legal issue that any of the citizens here in Madison and Fitchburg may face. So I want to make sure and make clear that if those individuals that are... um, being targeted or or separated, um, that they know that there's a number to call. And that that number is to Fabiola Hamden. She's our Office of Immigration Affairs representative. The number is 242-6260. So I'll repeat it again. It's 608-242-6260. It's imperative that any family member that is related to an individual that might have been um, apprehended today Call the number immediately so that we can assist with legal defense. The timing is is critical. We want to make sure that that support comes in in due time. Um, needless to say, we're devastated. We always are. But I think uh, we've come to expect the worst, and the city is ready to prepare and prepare to defend against anything. Um, so thank you. Thanks so much. Let me just. Yes, I'll say it again. It's 608-242-6260. Okay,
0: before we do yeah, questions. 62.
1: One more thing that I wanted to emphasize, too, is that we're working collaboratively to have a message that we are going to be sharing with the um, community um, to make sure, again, that we express um, uh, that um, th- these are, again, not rates. These are targeted mm-hmm. enforcement and that we reiterate uh, some of the work that we've been doing for a long time, which is a know your rights for immigrant community, and that we pass that message and, 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 and we'll be doing that through Kind of the, our city social media but also all of our other social media so that we can again make sure that the, the message gets to um, to our communities about um, what their rights are um, what the assistance is if they any of their family members encounter um, ice and um, again make sure that they understand that at this point we are not seeing um, a, any um, rates but again targeted enforcement
0: one of the things that We've all said at previous discussions and previous press conferences, I want to repeat now. All of us leave the home usually in the morning. We go to work. We go to school. And we expect to reconvene with our family and friends at the end of the day. For some families and friends here, not just Madison, throughout the country, every morning there is a deep concern as to whether or not the family will be united in what we would consider a routine manner that evening. And after discussing this and talking about the stress that it creates every single day, It has happened here. We are going to stand with these families. And we have, in this last city and county budget, put in funds for the uh, utilization of legal services. And while the operating budget for next year has not been formally introduced, I want to emphasize and assure people that we are putting funding in again in 2019. Uh, We are not going to be deterred from our mission. We are not going to uh, succumb to this kind of pressure. And I would hope that our governor, as an elected official here in the state, which speak out on our behalf, on behalf of everybody involved, not just those who've been targeted, but their families, their friends, their employers, because we know full well, particularly in regards to agriculture, without both documented and undocumented uh, employees, one of the most important industries in our state, the dairy industry, could not survive. So with that, questions of any of us? Um,
3: Mayor, could I read a statement in Spanish? um, Yes. Okay, so I'll say this in Spanish. Um, Estimadas familias de la comunidad latina. Por este medio hacemos de su conocimiento que el Departamento de Migración se encuentra en nuestra ciudad realizando arrestos a personas que tienen identificadas en una lista y que enfrentan orden de deportación o que previamente han sido arrestados por ICE con récord criminal. Se suplica a toda la ciudadanía que por favor se mantengan al margen de la situación, que no se expongan durante las próximas horas y que se limiten a solo salir de sus casas por cuestiones de trabajo o escuela. En la próxima hora se realizará una rueda de prensa con el alcalde, que es lo que estamos viendo ahorita, y miembros de la comunidad, que siempre trabajarán con sus recursos para promover planes de emergencia en dado situación. Por favor, compartan este mensaje con otras personas que están escuchándolo. Hay que tener precaución. Como dijo Alder Shiva Pidarsilaf, esto no es algo que eh, están haciendo eh, ruedas ni nada de eso, pero hay que seguir adelante con precaución. Uh, y otra vez le voy a dar el número de teléfono porque lo dije en inglés. Si tienen alguna pregunta o se han, um, están, están en esta situación que han separado a un familiar o que han venido a tomar sus seres queridos, por favor, háblenle a Fabiola Hamden. El número de teléfono es 608-242-6260. Y ella les puede dar auxilio con respecto a ayuda legal y otro tipo de ayuda que se necesite. Muchas gracias. Thank you.
0: You had a hand. I had
2: a question for Chief Cobal. You said that typically the practice is that ICE um, has contacted you the day before or possibly the day of. I guess I'm curious how you know often that has
3: been happening um, and if there was any sort of
2: trend that you noticed from
3: previous calls.
2: Uh, again, uh, that has been the protocol. The protocol has been that they have, Chief Randy Gaber's direct work cell, which he maintains 24-7, because it's that much of a priority that the access be provided. And normally when we get that call, when Chief Gaber gets that call, it is literally where we're going to be, when we're going to be there, what is the focus, and what are the underlying charges. Now, To some extent, I am hoping that there may be a more benign reason that the communication through a change of supervision may have ultimately been responsible for this. But at the end of the day, where people's very lives are involved, I I would hope that there had been that nominal sort of communication to understand that we carry that phone 24 7 for a reason, and people go on vacation, they can be out of training. The entire department, seemingly, was out at the Middleton uh, shooting event, obviously, on Wednesday. So if you're going to go through dispatch or some other uh, sort of voicemail tree, uh, that's ineffective. And and not to mention the fact that it doesn't really tell us any of the particulars. Just to say we're going to be in your town is is hardly sufficient for our purposes. How did
3: you find out about these um, uh, detentions?
2: Well, ultimately, once we learned that there had been this sort of communication string through dispatch and then subsequently through a conventional department line, we seized upon that opportunity to direct contact with them to try to elicit more information. I think that um, to some extent we were perhaps in a very good place because historically that information has been very free-flowing and has been, in real time, contemporaneous. Uh, I think there's a little more reticence now except to say, from from their agent safety standpoint, we want to let you know if we're in your city because we don't want to be misunderstood. If officers are called to respond and, and we misidentify federal agents from the objects of their um, Apprehension. So uh, it has been a little bit uh, in that sense. Back to your question, um, we have not seen this sort of sense of frequency lately. It has been uh, much more sporadic, and I hope this is in fact isolated, and we can build a, a safe wall around it.
3: Can you give us more details about the uh, activity? Uh, where where are these people? Um, Are they dreamers? Are they adults with criminal history? Uh, My
2: understanding, limited though it is, is that it was targeted at a workplace uh, as people were going to or assembling from staging at a workplace. So I think it was more uh, worker-driven from what little information has been passed to me.
1: But, again, I want to emphasize we're not talking about the same workplace and we're not talking about a rate. Okay, so yes. just, I just want to be clear. There's that th- the Correct. Yeah. So these were people on a list of different workplaces. So, again, I, I, I want to emphasize, again, that we're not talking about what we know as a rate, which is going into one place. So several different. Uh, and then I, I want to also say that, um You asked about how we get to know about this thing, and I want to emphasize that you know, through Centro Hispano, through um, the mayor's office, and and, and Gloria uh, Reyes representing the mayor's office, um, myself, and some others, we do have a very close network. We communicate constantly. So as soon as there is a situation that happens, we, um, other members are are are, are here. Griselle, um is here. We we really communicate and get to know very quickly. And as soon as we see a spike, we also communicate back um, and and know that something is going on. So. Um I think, and I mentioned that to again try to um, tell the community that they need to be very cautious, but that also that we're here and we're ready to respond um, and that we have um, created some systems that that hopefully um, can be of assistance in these times um, of uh ice presence in our city.
3: Have any of you been in contact with any of the families affected by this?
1: I have not been directly in contact, nor I think Fabiola um, Hamden and Aisa Olivares, um, uh, who are the ones that kind of get in touch with the legal assistance, may have, but I haven't. I know
3: the school district sent
1: an email, I think. Can I add one thing about calling
0: Fabiola with that phone number? Yeah. She's going to be busy,
3: yeah.
1: and, and so, not need to get her. so <laughs> you. leave
0: a message. Wow. If, if, there's no, if there's no answer, leave a voice message. Uh, for her, because yeah. she can't talk to three, four people at the same time.
1: And also, the intent was for people who are encountering ICE situation to call yeah. Fabiola, not for everybody who who wants to be talk to her and see how uh, she does her work. At this point in time, I hope we can give her that time to deal with the families. Has anyone from the city even been
2: in contact with any ICE officials or the Chicago office since this has happened? Oh, that's our intention on Monday. If we can't get some greater clarification from the, the district supervision chain, that, that that will be the next tier. You know, it's
0: it's very disappointing that they did this on a Friday. It's disappointing that they did it at all. But doing it on a Friday uh, is is really difficult and challenging because now we go right into the weekend and all the people with protective services, legal services, uh, while many of them will give up their weekends, offices are closed, and, and that poses a challenge. Um, I just want to point out that Council President uh, Samba Balda is here, and I don't know if you want to share any words.
4: Uh. Um, I can say one of the things. <clears throat> um, I missed the beginning of the press conference. I'm not privy to everything that happened. But uh, all I want to say is just to reiterate the city's commitment and our local law enforcement commitment to uh, protecting our residents uh, and doing everything that is possible to make sure that they are safe. Uh, Sometimes that is impossible uh, just because uh, uh, we are also part of uh, a state and also a country. Uh, The good thing is that uh, our law enforcement, our local enforcement, uh, our, our mayor, and obviously, the council and uh, uh, people like Siva and others are really committed to doing whatever is possible to help uh, this uh, uh, community out. Uh, this is really a serious situation. Uh, just this Tuesday, a very good friend of mine uh, came to my house on, uh, over the weekend, actually. Then he said, Sam, I'll come back uh, sometime on Monday to drop cop- my cop- uh, copy of my house keys, My credit card, my bank cards, and all this kind of stuff, and leave it with you. I'm supposed to report to ICE uh, on Tuesday. Luckily, he went there and then came back. Uh, When I got the uh, email that the mayor was doing a press conference around ICE, I called the mayor's office to find out uh, what really is happening. And so, the first thing I did was to call my friend and other friends. I mean, coming here, I've called about at least four or five people just letting them know of what is going on. So, this is for real. And these are friends with kids. You know, they have families here. Those kids are Americans. Uh, So it is our responsibility also to whatever we are doing to have uh, at the back of our minds that we are also impacting people that we consider legal. Everybody, in my opinion, is legal. There is no illegality in this world. It's a global thing. We have divisions of countries and all that, but we made those divisions. So why should we terrorize people? This is no less than terrorism, I mean, in my opinion. So uh, I'm glad that the mayor's office, uh, the council, uh, the elders, our law enforcement are behind uh, 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 our residents to make sure that they're safe. Like I said, it's difficult, but we'll do everything to make sure that we we, we protect them. Thank you.
3: Thank
0: you. Any other questions?
3: So is there anything you could tell us about the background of some of the people that were- Well, if we're
0: to believe ICE, if we're to believe them uh, in ICE's judgment- in ICE's judgment, uh, these people have made serious violations of the law, but we have no idea of what these charges are, and if you go and look at uh, a list of who the Madison Police Department is looking for in regards to, to serious offenses, uh, we have no indication that these are any of the people we've been looking for. So, by our standards, uh, we, we, we really have no evidence uh, as to the necessity of uh, targeting these specific individuals. That may be otherwise when we learn who it is, but that's part of the problem. They are not sharing with us any of this information. So,
3: you don't even know the names of the people that are. That's, that's correct. correct.
0: And we're trying to gather that uh, through, through uh, Centro, through, um, through the work that Fabiola does.
4: I'm uh, 100% like my newspaper, Good afternoon everybody, uh, it's only one uh, uh, Latino community uh, representing uh, my newspaper. That's why I'm here. I would like to know if uh, ICE already arrested some people from the Latino community. In which place? What's the recommendation for Latino the only
0: community? only thing we know is what Shiva shared with us.
1: No, acabamos de, de dar esa información. Uh, We're going to resend that information in writing um, para poder, so that we can answer the question. But we know six people have been arrested today. Not all six people are actually Latinos. Uh, we know one is not. Um, so... That's what we know. We don't know know all the exact locations or the reasons. But we will have a communication that we would certainly want to share with you um, to uh, to send through um, social media for the community in Spanish. (laughs) We're writing it as we're speaking. One of the important (laughs)
0: things we want to do is we want to find out everyone who was uh, taken by ICE, so we can make contact with them and do our best job to ensure that their rights are protected. That's, that's the first and highest priority, is learning who uh, was taken by ICE into custody. And where are they being detained? It's another question we're not sure of. There's several places that they may have taken them, here in the state or in Illinois. So that's, that's another issue. And I
3: think that's why timing um, for those individuals that have been affected, timing is now. So getting in touch with Fabiola for those urgent cases, minutes matter. So if, if, if the call, again, I'll give the number again, 608-242-6260, it could make a huge difference, half a day, a couple of hours, all of that.